You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. Of Jesus. Amen. Dear Jordan, today you are baptized, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, wrapped in His perfection and His protection. All of your sins are washed away, even the sins that you haven't managed to commit yet. Today you are reborn and regenerated and rescued from sin, death, and from the power of the devil. And you are brought into the fellowship of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, into the kingdom of light, which is His church on earth. And here you join the company of those redeemed, purchased, and won by the blood of Jesus. You, Jordan, are ready to stand before God in judgment. Because even though your legs haven't been able to stand yet... (laughs) You are perfect, and you are holy, and you are forgiven. There is nothing to judge. There's nothing to condemn. You belong to Jesus. And so you, Jordan, are the person here who needs the warning of this gospel text the least. (laughs) Because you're ready. In fact, the candle that the congregation has given to you is a symbol of this Readiness. Your lamp is burning. You have faith. But the rest of us, the rest of us have been waiting. Some of us have been waiting for quite a long time. Let the reader understand. (laughs) The water from our baptism seems like it's dried off. In fact, the church has been waiting for almost 2,000 years now for Jesus to keep His promise, for Him to come for us, And that is a really long time to wait for Jesus to, to return on the clouds and to establish His kingdom on earth, to cast away sin and death and the devil and, and, make, uh, and make this place righteous and perfect. And Jesus knows that this waiting uh, that He has set all of us to do is going to be difficult, which is why He's given us the gift of the parable of the ten virgins who are all waiting for the bridegroom to come. The, the picture in the text, it seems, is of an ancient wedding, and the bridegroom was going to be coming into the city. And when he would arrive, and this was all arranged, when the bridegroom arrived, there would be a cry that would go out. And at, these cry, at this cry, there were ten virgins who were ready, and they would light their lamps, and they would go out in procession to meet the bridegroom as he came into the town. And they would welcome the bridegroom and they would come with the bridegroom in procession to the feast. And everyone in the parable is ready and in place. The the ten virgins are there. They're dressed in their wedding robes. They're ready for the cry. They have their lamps. They maybe even have them lit already. The, the, The crier was on the wall waiting to see the bridegroom coming from the distance. Everything was set, but... The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and this messes everyone up. It gets dark, and there's nothing to do. And these virgins, all of them, fall asleep. But then, at midnight, there's a cry, a shout. He's here. The bridegroom comes. Awake. And at this, something happens. The ten virgins are all in a rush to get ready. And you can imagine ten young girls in a room all getting ready for a wedding at the same time. That's the picture. 
there starts to be a difference between them. As they're preparing and trimming their lamps and filling them back up with oil, getting ready to go out and come into procession to bring the bridegroom back into town, there is a distinction. Five of them have flasks with them that have oil in them, and they use these flasks to fill up their lamps, but five of them did not. Jesus says that the five with the oil were pronomoi, wise, prepared, thoughtful. But the five without the extra oil, without the flask of oil, were mori. The Greek word that becomes our English word, morons. They were unwise, foolish, unprepared, and scrambling. They thought they were ready, or maybe they gave no thought to their readiness at all. But now, with the bridegroom drawing near, with the shout of the watchman echoing in their ears, they see that they are unprepared, so they go to the wise and they say, give us some of your oil. But there's not enough. Go to the store. Buy your own. There might not be enough for us and for you. And so they go out. But where are they going to find oil in the middle of the night, especially when everyone is going to a wedding feast? So the bridegroom comes and the five wise virgins accompany him into the feast with their lights and the door is shut and then comes in this gospel reading some of the worst words ever to be uttered, certainly some of the most horrifying words in the scriptures. These other virgins came later saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. And they are left outside. Now here's what the parable means. The bridegroom is Jesus. His coming is the last day. The end of the world as we know it. The day of the resurrection of all flesh. The day of the great last judgment. These ten virgins are the visible church. Those who have taken the name Christian. And the oil is their faith. Their trust in the promises of the Lord. All ten of these virgins look, according to their outward appearance, like they are ready for the groom. All ten of these virgins fall asleep. That is, all of them sin and are weak. But there are only on the last day five with faith. Five that endure to the end. Five that enter into eternal life. And this is the difference. This is the distinction. For the day is coming, and soon we pray, the day is coming. When the heavens will be split in two, the archangel will shout, the trumpet will blast, the mountains will fall over, the stars will fall into the splash, into the oceans, the moon will turn to blood, and Jesus will descend on the clouds and stand on the earth and gather all people from every face, even from the grave, to stand before His face, and there will be a judgment, a division. Those who are on His right, who enter into the joy of the Father, are those that are His. And those who are not will be on the left and will be sent into the torment prepared by God for the devil himself. And this is a warning. Look, Jesus on that day wants you to be on His right hand. It is not as if Jesus is trying to keep you out while you are trying to get in. In fact, the opposite is true. If Jesus didn't want us to be saved on that day, He wouldn't have given us any warning. He would just show up and start wrecking house. 
But he does not want this destruction to be for you. Jesus wants you in his eternal kingdom, which is why he died for you. So that all the punishment that you deserve would be spent on him. This is why he rose from the dead for you. To make a way for you out of the grave. It's why he ascended to the Father's right hand. So that he could send the Holy Spirit to you to create faith in your heart. And he could stand there day and night forever. And pray to the Father for you without ceasing. This is why Jesus baptized you. To mark you as his own and give you all the gifts of salvation and all the treasures of his kingdom. This is why Jesus has his body and his blood on this table for you today. Bound up with the promise that all of your sins are forgiven. Every single one of them. And it's why Jesus has delayed his coming. He desires all to come to the saving knowledge of the truth. And maybe above all, at least as we consider it right now. This is why Jesus is telling you this parable today. Why he's stuffing it in your ears and pushing it into your hearts because he wants you to hear his warning and when that last day comes to be ready. So he ends the parable with this warning. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. You do not know when Jesus will return. If it will be this afternoon in the middle of our voters meeting, or next week, or next year, or whenever, we don't know. But we know, you know what it means to be ready. It means to be baptized. It means to trust in the Lord's promise of the forgiveness of all of your sins. It means to long for the promise of His return. It means to know your sin, but more to know your Savior, to hear His voice in His gospel, that your sins are forgiven, that in spite of your uncleanness, Jesus delights in you. And with these words we wait. With hope and with patience and with faith, we wait so that that last great moment does not find us unaware, morons, foolish, scrambling, but rather finds us ready, that is, clinging to His promises with the desperation and the boldness of faith. And so for you, for you, Jordan, and for all of you who are baptized, That day, by the Lord's mercy, will not be a day of gloom and of horror, but rather a day of joy. A day not when we find the door shut, but rather the door to everlasting life flung open by Christ. A day that we will not be cast away, but we will at last see Him face to face. And on that day, Because of the work of Jesus for you, on that day you will hear words not of condemnation but of hope. Not of destruction but of life. The words that we long to hear. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is our hope, and this is our confidence. May God make it so for all of us. Amen.
Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.